Beloved, this is Commanding the Year, 2023 series. It is a yearly solemn feast instructed by God, in which we commit the year into God's hands, and command the year to go in line with God's will for us. Join us now in today's episode. study we understood that we are to um, we, act, we, we use praises to praise God amen to Jesus Hallelujah. yeah we use praises to praise God amen to Jesus amen. and so we began to look at what praises entails amen and what that that praises um, entail songs or hymns of praise they entail general or public praise that is praising praising God with the brethren in public fellowship then those declaring and making known the renowned fame and glory of God. And uh, we also discovered that it, 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 it entails louding God and it entails extending our hands as a sign of surrender to Him. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. We're able to look briefly at um, 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 paying God thanksgiving and adoration for all He has done for to us and all He will do um, for us and all He's doing. For us, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. We looked at that the other time, and um, we understood that um, praise uh, is a salary we pay God, is a tribute we pay God, is an obeisance we pay God. It's just what we pay God for what He has done to us and done for us. And we understood that if whether we pay Him or not, He, he has already done. Are we together? Um, he gave us Jesus. Bible says, but for a God commanded His love towards us that even while we are yet sinners, He died for us before we were born again. Before we're born, he gave us Jesus. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. For those of us here, are you get what I'm saying? And even before we're born again, he gave us Jesus. Are we together? And so, um, we, 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 by right, if it had based on what we are paying him, he would not give us Jesus. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. But now he gave us Jesus even before we started paying him praise. So, and he still keeps us alive. He keeps us healthy. The psalm said, I step and I look up to the Lord that sustain me. Even if based on our praises that God will perform, God will not perform at all. Mm. If it is based on our praises that God will perform, God will not perform at all. Mm. He wouldn't have sent us to any praise because we are yet sinners when He sent us Jesus. Yeah. So sometimes we think that we are doing God a favor by praising God. We were, we were in a mess, we we're sinners, we we're destined for hell when He gave us Jesus. So if it had to be based on, okay, we have to praise before He does. Because we look at it this way that until we praise God, God does not do. No. It is because if it's that we have to praise before He does, then I'm telling you, He would have not sent Jesus to die for us. In fact, the first covenant would have not been enacted at all. Let alone the, the, the old covenant would have not been enacted, let alone the new covenant. I will see the blood of Jesus. I get what I'm saying. Yes. So God does everything He does for us based on His benevolence, His love. That's why it's called grace, unmerited favor unmerited favor. So, paying him is for our own good. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we're going to see that as we come to this. For our own good. Are you getting what I'm saying? When we pay him praise, we actually open ourselves to assess more of all he has provided. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the truth. So, if we don't praise him, we don't open ourselves to assess. That's why some Christians are so limited in their scope of um, life. They are so limited in the in, in the reception of all that God has made available for them because they don't have the reason, they don't praise. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Praising God gives us, makes us assess all He has made available to us. Mm-hmm. Not that if we don't praise Him, He will not give. No, He gave before we started praising. 
He came before we knew what praise meant. Are you get what I'm saying? In fact, the truth is that most of the time I praise the response to all of the time I praise the response to what he has given. The train of Israel praised after he had parted the lesson. Before I parted the lesson, they were murmuring. They were complaining. Which is a natural human orientation. Who just only praise after we see the things he has done. But in that, he has done it already in the realms of the I'm saying? If God to work based on their approach, he will not part that lesson. Okay. When he parted, oh, Miriam carried and for Let us sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously the forces and the that. But before then, what were they doing? Moses, you brought us to kill us. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, God is not as it were. Um, he's not under, you know, the obligation of performance on the grounds of our praise. So, you say, if you don't praise God, you will not do. No, that's erroneous. He did before we knew what praise was. He did before we knew what praise was. So praising him is just, you know, our way of opening ourselves to receive all he has done. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're going to be looking more into that and we'll be understanding. So we are looking at, um, um, we looked at praising God, um, praise God um, as thanksgiving and adoration for all he has done for us. Now we're going to be looking at the other constituents of praises, which is what we used to praise. And that is what? Praising God by using songs or hymns of praise. By using what? Songs or hymns of praise. Holy Spirit, grant us revelation to your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, songs or hymns of praise imply that there are other types of songs and hymns. I get what I'm saying. If it means, if it specifically states here, songs or hymns of praise, it means that there are other types of songs and what? Hymns. In the Christian faith, we have songs and hymns of surrender. I surrender. Is a song of surrender. You get what I'm saying? Yes. We have songs of consecration. We have hymns of consecration. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you. Alone. Consecration. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. We have songs of declaration. Um, when we sing songs that declare what what God, uh, what we, we want God to do for us. Uh, are we together? Yes. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Are you getting what I'm saying? We also have songs of confession. Are we together? Yes. Confessing um, what, uh, what we have in Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. We have songs of confession. These are all beautiful songs. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are beautiful songs. Somehow, um, um, they, 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 they have their part to play in praise. Are you getting what I'm saying? But they're not actually strictly praise and worship hymns and songs. Amen to Jesus. Yes. Although these songs and hymns are powerful and right, they are righteous. They, have, they are very powerful. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are times you need them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, there are times where you just have to re- get yourself into a place of consecration back to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, when the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, um, we are made we are made perfect in Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? But there are times when we just have to remind ourselves of who we are. Are you getting me? Yes. And that's when songs of consecration come to remind ourselves of who we are. And when we have to, you know, especially when we are in situations where it looks like we want to be, we are being tempted. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. We have to we have to sing songs of consecration. Mm-hmm. I will not bow to the mount of lions. If I die, I die. If I perish, I perish. 
But my Jesus must be known. You know, Daniel faced the mouth of Michael. He knew that he was going to face it. Are you getting what I'm saying? The test was ready there. Don't pray to them God. He knew that it was in the targeting. Are you getting what I'm saying? When we come face to face with trials and tribulations that want to that want to make us bow. The three good boys said, ah, okay, on this matter, all Nebuchadnezzar, you see, the thing annoyed them. Before then, they were calling king. But when they started trying to touch in the area where they were, were not meant to touch, which was their consecration, they didn't respect him at all. See, when somebody wants to get to the area of your consecration, you don't respect. Before all king, but now I say, all Nebuchadnezzar, all Nebuchadnezzar, you see, we will not bow. We will not bow. Even if our God does not save us, we will not bow. For, so all Nebuchadnezzar did this matter. Because when it comes to consecration, it's a matter of life and death. Life and death. Joseph had his own issue too. He said, see, Madam, I cannot sin against God. You see, yes, you may have connect, connection. You may, you may hide behind the place. But you see, on this matter, see, forget your connection. And she was a beautiful woman. Because then, in, 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 in Potiphar was a, was, was a, a top-ranking official in the government. They don't take any harm in them. You see what they did to Abraham when he was coming into what place was that? Egypt. Egypt and then, you know, Abimelech region. They look for the fine women and that's what it takes. So they don't marry any other women. So Potiphar's wife was top-notch, state-of-the-art. That's what any man would look for. And he said, forget this matter. You, to help with your beauty when it comes to my consecration. You know what I'm So when we are faced with issues, we know when our consecration is being threatened, we can use songs of consecration. When this situation uh, says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, and there we lay, where we remember Zion. When the wicked carried us away, captivity required from us a song. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? It was a matter of consecration. They wanted to make a mess of the Lord's song. And they said, no, we can't sing the Lord's song in a strange land. So these kind of songs are songs that you sing when your consecration is being threatened. You sing it to remind yourself. You get what I'm saying? So they have their place. And they're very important. We cannot remove them. We cannot remove them. Are we together? Yes. And there are times you need to declare, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. Beside the still waters, oh, he restored my soul, he restored my soul, he restored my soul, he restored my soul. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they do comfort me. They do comfort me. They do comfort me. They do comfort me. Ooh. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? With songs, we are actually what? Releasing musical odes. That's what the Bible says, please the Lord with understanding. If you don't understand what you are doing, you will carry a song of consecration and you'll be releasing it and you say you're actually praising the Lord. But actually, you have actually just built your faith, but you have not praised the Lord. You have, you have, you have carried a song of, uh, of declaration. You, you, I say you are praising the Lord. You have actually built your faith, but you have not praised the Lord. Uh, you know, you know, there are some songs that we just sing and we don't actually know that that is not praising God. It's conditioning us. Uh-huh. Conditioning our mind, conditioning our soul, you know, even conditioning our body. You know those times when people when people are, if you look at um, 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 most of the South African songs because of the appetite, you know, there's this there's this so sorrowful feel in their songs. You know, you get what I'm saying? Now, when people are even taken as prisoners, they sing songs. They sing songs. They chant. Chant. They sing songs. They sing songs. Why they sing such songs? Because they are preparing for, you know, what lies ahead, the worst, but eventually they may be killed. You see, we do not sing like that when we are singing to the Lord. I get what I'm saying. And even when we are in a place of consecration, we don't sing like that. You get what I'm saying? Yes. All right. So it's very important. Praise God. Hallelujah. God loves us to love and respect Him strongly. Not just love and respect him, but love and respect him more strongly. That's why when we sing songs, we release musical oaths. That means we release, we release love and respect in a strong manner. Not just anyhow love and respect. That's why praise that is not an oath is play. So we have to ask ourselves, are we actually playing or are we actually So we hear songs like I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King. Because you have brought about love and respect in a strong manner. Mm. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you that I love you more than It can be slow, it can be fast. Even a song like Thank you, thank is a heart of gratitude. I mean, heart of gratitude is comes from a heart of respect. Anybody who doesn't respect you will not show you gratitude. Anybody who doesn't love you will not show you gratitude. Yes. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. 
So God wants us to love and respect Him strongly. Not just love and respect Him, but love and respect Him more strongly. That's why He wants us to praise Him with praises. That is songs and hymns of praise. So we, that's why we have to structure our praise. It's not every song that comes in that you just praise. No, you just release. No. It's every song that comes in that you just release. When you say, we lift you high up in our praise. Yes, now you are talking. Jesus, we enthrone you. We proclaim you are. You are talking. That's respect. We praise you. Praise the Lord. Praise. You are talking now. Respect. Hallelujah to Jesus. Remain connected. Teaching continues shortly. Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, Serve the Lord Christ. Authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. This book is the beginning of new experiences for every believer serving the Lord Christ in the body of Christ. God is the rewarder of all who are diligent in their service to Him. Thus, rewards naturally comes to the faithful servant of God. However, motives are paramount to our service in the kingdom of God. If the purposes of the one serving God are not good and acceptable, the service cannot be good and acceptable either. As a child of God, you have an assignment to do for the Lord here on earth. Find out how to walk in God's purpose, fulfill the course of the Lord and receive the glory set before. This information in this book will be helpful and useful for individuals, families, groups and local churches. Order a copy today via Amazon. Welcome back. Now we see this truth in the first commandment among the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, verse 2 to 3. And the greatest commandment of all, as revealed by Jesus in Matthew 22, verse 37. Exodus 20, verse 2 to 3 says, I am the Lord thy God, which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. You see what it is here? Thou shalt have what? No other gods before me. So I want to take the only place, the center place and the only place. Love me only. He says he's, he's, he's jealous and his name is what? Jealous. Jehovah what? Jehovah Kana. Jehovah Kana. He's jealous and his name is what? Jealous. If you don't want to serve God for who he is, then look for who to serve. If you don't want this God that is jealous, look for words to say. If you don't want to praise Him in the way He wants, that way He wants is praise me in my jealous way. You can't praise me and praise something else. Give me my jealous praise. No other God, no other God, no other God, no other God, no other God. Maybe somebody will say, God is not fair for saying we can have no other God than you. You are not okay. No other God. So it means he must be the center of our love. He must be the focus of our love, our respect, our affection. And Jesus said, uh, look, uh, look at the Trumpet 6 verse 5. Jesus quoted the Old Testament. Are we together? 
promises that I says, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Jesus speaking in Matthew 23 verse 7 says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. All! Love him with all. Don't have anything left with which you are loving some, something else. If there is still something left to love something, then you have not yet loved it. So praise is a release of our love in totality to God and respect in totality to God. That's why when we are doing praise, even if it is only two minutes, we can be doing it. Don't mix the praise with other things. Don't mix the praise with requests. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because songs like, There is something that makes me come into your presence. My, is a song of request. There's something that brought me. I've got to collect something. And what's the, I want you to help me, my back. He says, so, yes, we know he's your helper, you get what I'm saying. But if you want to praise him, just give him the praise. Don't mix it. Even if it's only two minutes. He will appreciate that two minutes of concentrated praise. Than two hours of praise, confession, request. He asks you, which one did you call for? Which one did you come to do? And it's where we miss it up in the church most of the time. We just model it up. We just model it up. And we say we praise God for, for 13 minutes. Oh, look at the 13 minutes. You discover that because only after 3 minutes we praise God. The remaining, we're confessing, we're declaring, we're requesting, we're consecrating. consecrating. And this is why God loves us to praise Him with songs and instructs us to do the same. Psalm 149, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And His praise in the congregation of the saints. He wants us to praise Him with songs. Why? Because they are oaths. And these oaths, they are the release of our strong love and respect for God. You see, a true praiser, it will reflect in his life. Oh. A true praiser will be a lover and a respecter of God. Oh. Example, Joseph said, how can I do this great sin against the Lord? That shows that he was a praiser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And praiser is not about, being a praiser is not about you having a very sonorous voice. There are people who have sonorous voices that cannot praise. They cannot praise. Very melodious, melodious and sonorous, but they can't praise. It's not about your voice range or your voice key. It's about your heart through your vocal cavities. So you can have a bad voice, but be a solid praiser. You can have a voice that you, can, you can't even get your key on the keyboard, but you'll be a very powerful praiser. Why? Because it is the, it is the overflow of love. And respect for God. Now, so when we come to praise God, we are not actually coming to collect from God. We are actually coming to give God. That's why it says, give unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get what I'm saying? Yes. It's what we give to God. So, praise is the act of giving love, strong love and respect to God. 
And people who are, who are perpetual praisers, you see that in their life, they love God and they respect God. Are you get what I'm saying? In fact, one of the ways to just be able to see yourself love and respect God is just develop the culture of praise. Develop it. If you say you want to love God on your own, man, you're going to be, you're not going to, you're, you will not be able to love God. You need to depend on His grace to love you. Love you. And the other way you are depending on His grace, you're not saying, okay, I'm going to depend on His grace, I'm going to depend on His grace. No, that's not that problem again. But just when you depend on the grace, just develop, just go ahead and start praising. Just go ahead and start. You just go that. You know, it's not mechanical. It's not, it just flows. The love of God. The love of love for God. And what? The respect for God just flows. Glory to God for Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. So we can see whether well, we to praise God in what? In songs. It's very important. It's very important. God loves it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. And it's a very important aspect of our lives as Christians. We can't remove it. Anybody who is not praiseful is 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 in is in a mess. Is in a mess. You get what I'm saying? Because if you cannot reciprocate love back to God, in no time you begin to lose touch of his love in you. Yeah. Bible says we love because he first loves us. That means we cannot love on our own. Our love is a response of his love in us back to him. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So if we cannot carry that love he has put in us and give him back, in no time we begin to lose touch of that love because we are not using it. Yeah. When you are not praising, it means you are not using the love of God in you. Where you're not praising means you're not using the respect of God. You and you know what? God loves us and He respects us. That's why He gave man a will. You get what I'm saying? And I love Him as a kid because He respects man. Now look at people who don't love and who are very disrespectful. They're not praisers. They don't have Christians. Because they've lost touch of the love of God in them. The last time they had touch of the love was when they got born again 20 years ago. And they've lost touch of the respect of God in them. So why would they respect and love God? Let alone respect and love Him. So we can say that even praise can affect the way you can make you love people and even respect people. As I will need to praise more. To make you love God and respect God. And then it will definitely make you love people and respect people. If you are brash and rash, you are not a praiser. Alright, where are we um, to use hymns to praise God? And the word him, you see, him is not in the Old Testament. That word him is not in the Old Testament. The word him is, for, is in the New Testament. It's from the Greek word humneo, humneo, humneo. And humneo means to sing the praise of. To sing the praise of. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Strong definition of him is sing a religious ode. You see, ode comes again. As I said, that for this context, you cannot remove ode from it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sing a religious ode. It says, by implication, to celebrate God. Are we together? So, hymns are songs of praise and religious odes used to celebrate God. To celebrate God. Celebrate His majesty. Just celebrate Him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even if you don't celebrate your birthday, celebrate God. Even if there's nothing to celebrate, just celebrate God. Why do you celebrate God? You celebrate God because He is God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Because He's God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Like the song says, Lord, just for whom you are, just for keeping me this far, 
You've been good to me, and I do worship you. Lord, just for whom you are. We, we don't celebrate God because of, because of what he did for us, basically. We celebrate him because he is God. Ah, he's God all by himself. He's the creator. Jehovah what? Jehovah Barah. Jehovah Barah. He's the creator. We celebrate him because he's the creator. Hey. We celebrate him because he can always see to the matter. Yes. Jehovah what? Jai. Jehovah Jai. We celebrate him because he's God. Not because of what he will do for us, what he has done for us. Yes. But because he's God. If he were not to be God. Hey. Thank God God is God. Thank God God is God. Thank God God is God. God, we thank you that you are God. Yes. Thank you that you don't make anybody God. Thank God there is no deputy God. Thank God there is no substitute God. That's what we're talking about here. Celebrating him because he's God. Say, but there will be something before you celebrate. No, we don't need to have anything to celebrate to. You know, it reminds me of the story of, you know, uh, I heard about... Um, um, Yoruba, you know, they say the Yoruba people like to celebrate a lot, like celebrations. So, so the guy discovered for like about some months there was no celebration. He had a lot of celebration in the house, in the family. So one day, he was just coming for work and he saw that there was an accident. And the accident there was a guy who survived the accident. Hey! He just came back home and said, Hey! He said, You know what I see to, saw today? He said, What? He said, We must celebrate too. He said, What? He said, I saw an accident. He said, hey, So what? He said there was one guy in the car. Uh-huh. He came out of scratch. My brother, we are playing party. The guy said, playing party. He looked for a reason to celebrate. I get what I'm saying. But see, we don't need to look for the accident that somebody survived before we celebrate. We celebrate God because He's God. Hallelujah. For Him being God. If God was not God, hey, we can't say what would have happened. He said, Fast of that, we will celebrate Him for no one's seen some of the prayers we prayed. Hey, that's why it's God. We celebrate him because he's omnipotent, all-powerful. Celebrate him because he's omniscient, all-knowing. We celebrate him because he's omnipresent, all-ever-present. God loves us to celebrate him. This is why he wants us to praise him with hymns. So we're praising God with hymns. What we're doing is that we are releasing religious oaths to celebrate him. You see, if we can arrange these songs and hymns together of praise, we just maybe spend 10 minutes and what will we release to God? It will be worth more than 10 hours. This is what God wants. He wants us to do this. And you see, we as Christians, we owe this to ourselves. Can you not see that if you go to, you see Christians like this, we are becoming more disgruntled, we are becoming more dissatisfied, we are becoming more, more uh, unhappy, we are becoming more depressed. All the negatives are just on the increase in our lives. Why? Why is it so? I'm just going to stay on this today because I was supposed to enter a second, but I'll stay on this so that we, it can sink in. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Why, we, why is it happening like this? You see that Christians are becoming more seeker sensitive than God sensitive. Yeah. Why? Because we don't understand what songs and
hymns of praise. Yes. When we fill our hearts with songs and hymns of praise, you know what? God just fills us up. Amen. God just fills us up. God just fills us up. We are so full of God that we become so so empty of the world, so empty of the problems that are surrounding us, so empty of everything that is around. You understand what I'm saying? You see, problem not they finish. Problems will never finish. You understand what I'm saying? And the 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 the, the, the mercy of God will never finish. You see, this is what we need to understand. You see. Bible, look, Bible says in the book of Elias, it says there is nothing new under the sun. I get what I'm saying. What it means there means there is no problem new. This problem are recycled problems. If you take a look at your life, you look at all the problems you are facing, like how can you recycle problems? They have happened at one time or the other. Yes. They are recycled problems. There is no new problem. Or check somebody that you see that somebody has experienced that kind of problem. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There is something that is not recycled. It is called the mercy of God. It is new every morning. So I rather prefer to hold on to a new mercy that cannot be recycled than to keep my head bogged up with the recycled problems. And the reason why Christians cannot have this is because we do not feel ourselves with God's presence through praise. We celebrate our problems rather than celebrate God. I get out of We celebrate the economic situation rather than celebrate God. In fact, we show more love and respect for our problems than we show to God. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's the key behind seeker sensitivity. We have more love and respect for our problems. Like I always tell I say, please, when we, the attention we give to the problems are so much. We give them so much attention. Reminds me of the story of Barker and Tech. He said, one woman gave the reading once and I was complaining and complaining about that problem. And he told her, Cast your cares at the, at the feet of Jesus. Cast all your bodies at the feet of Jesus. He said, How did they do that? He told her, Stop worrying. He might say, That's for that one then. I can't stop worrying. Can't do that. He said, And this one He said, And he said, And there's no other solution I have for you. He said, You need no other solution. Say yes. He said, The only solution I have for you is cast them at the feet of Jesus. And he said, But this is one thing I can't stop doing. I can't stop worrying. He said, then I have no other solution for you. He said, him, he used to be a worry freak. And his mother used to be a, a senior worry freak. In fact, when they are not worried, they are worried. <laughs> you know, why am I not worried now? So you mean there's nothing to be worried about? So you get worried while you are not worried. This is, <laughs> this is the state of many Christians. And that's why we always have a long list of things for God to do. Because our love and our respect has been channeled to our challenges. But you see, God requires that we channel our love and respect to Him. Yes. And we start doing that. We do that by praising Him. See, sometimes when you start it, it may not be sweet. It may not make sense. And if I when it's not sweet, that's when it's called sacrifice of praise. Because God knows that the present situation is not sweet. In quote, humanly speaking, there's no reason to praise him. In quote, humanly speaking, there's no reason to give him that love and respect. The thing calling your attention now is that problem. So it's actually calling for your love and respect. But you choose to remove your love and respect from that challenge and put it on God. 
is called sacrifice of praise. And when you do that, God says, ah, I love this. It's a sweet incense. He perceives it from his throne. He just, he just enjoys it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You start off sometimes by doing it mechanically from your mouth. And as you continue mechanically from your mouth, it enters into your soul. And then it just takes charge of your whole being. That's why we have to depend on the Holy Spirit to keep doing this. Giving him oaths. Oaths. Just celebrate him because he's God. Celebrate him. Equate me. The one who says it and does it. Hey! Just celebrate celebrating. You are the living God. Yes, ain't no one like. Just celebrating. Because he's God. So what the, what, what's the reason? There must be a reason for celebration. You are looking for it for celebration. That's why you have not been celebrating. When God is your reason for celebration, celebration will not cease from your life. Amen. Our reason for celebration is God. I do not buy a new car, so I will not celebrate. It's not my purpose, so I will not celebrate. You will not see reason to celebrate. Let God be the reason for celebration. Just celebrate Him. Love of Him. Respect Him. God desires this. He wants it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And do you know why He desires it? Because that's what it does to us. Let us make mine our own image and our power likeness. He released his own love in creating man. And then he said he breathed into him. His whole respect, his whole spirit, his whole life. He respected man by giving his life to him. His love was in forming him. His respect was in breathing into him. So what is left? He has given it all. This, the whole of his love and respect he has given it to humanity, to mankind. Why can't we carry from that respect and love and give it back? I know when we take from it, it doesn't reduce, it increases. Yes. Praise God with songs and praise. Wherever you are, just open up your mouth and praise the Lord. Just go ahead and praise it. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number 033-254-551-2017 To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number 554-102-0592 Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132 OR, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com Today, remain ever blessed.
you're out there, you've not made Jesus your Lord and personal Savior, um, I would want to invite you to make this decision. It's the best decision you can make in your life. And I encourage you to do it. Now, if you want to make this decision, please say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for me. And on Calvary's tree, you shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.